0: Hello everybody, this is Richard Wolfie Wolf, and you are listening to Wolf in Tune. Well, it's about that time again, time for reflection at the end of the year. You know, it's funny, when I started this podcast, I had an idea of continuing the work that started with teaching in 2015, and my book in terms of letting music heads not only know how beneficial the practices of meditation and mindfulness can be, but also underscoring the non-verbal, intuitive, focused, performative, and transcendent harmonies in this special relationship between them. But these life-enhancing practices are not easy. You know, they say the instructions are simple, but doing it is hard. And it certainly ain't easy having a consistent practice. So letting musical people know that we have a head start in this realm of contemplative practices will hopefully give people confidence to persevere so that they can eventually enjoy the fruits of mindfulness. And that was my intention to bring that message and that's what we've done but it's also had this great added bonus, which is being able to hear from some superbly knowledgeable, wise, magnetic, talented, and perfectly delightful people. Whether they are neuroscientists, addiction recovery specialists, cognitive psychologists who are experts in the field of dealing with the psychological and emotional stresses that are unique to people in the music community, or superlative artists like Ned Shepard, LaRaji, Valerie June, and Jana Andrews. And by the way, congratulations, Valerie and Jenna, on getting your first Grammy nominations. May I add, not long after appearing on our podcast. Please note the magic touch, aspiring musicians. As mentioned, it's not necessarily smooth sailing developing good contemplative habits, and having a consistent practice. And it seems that we need constant rebooting, constant encouragement to keep going because of all the weapons of mass distraction, all the space junk that collides with us from every verse in the metaverse, stuff that can easily throw us off. And so we need that flow of information from those ambassadors of creative integrity, kindness, and humanity. And let's just listen to the fade right here. Okay, that's uh, my song called In the Floating World from the album forthcoming called Ambient Soul. And we'll get into that a little bit later. Okay, you know, when my book came out, In Tune, Music as the Bridge to Mindfulness, I got some haters, I guess you could call them, although I, that's probably too much of an extreme epithet, but people that were disappointed because they thought that the book was going to teach them how you listen to music, and that's meditation. And that's not at all what the message is. It's titled Music as a Bridge. So music is a pathway, but it's not the destination. The destination is different. And music is extremely valuable. And not just listening to music, but living and breathing music, like true music heads do, give those kind of people a different feeling, a different foundation for adopting a practice. And in the book, I enumerated 12 bridges. Um, These are 12 connections, 12 qualities that are experienced in different parts of people's lives that bridge music with mindfulness, things like practice and dedication and patience And harmony of mind and body, transcending the self, sympathetic vibrations, the art of deep listening, and go on and on and on, ending with silence. And it's the idea that because you engage with these experiences and these behaviors as music heads, you can port those same qualities over to meditation and mindfulness. And hopefully that encourages people, as it did for me personally. When I was prescribed meditation as my therapy, uh, when I was experiencing extreme panic-driven anxiety, that opened up for me a whole new world. I had tried, since I was a young adolescent at 17, going to Zen Center, I had tried to penetrate that world and I couldn't do it but coming to the realization that hey as a musician I've already got some of these skills that I can use and that made a whole difference in my life and hopefully when people hear from these other musicians how beneficial it's been for them that this will give you encouragement give you the inspiration to keep going and try to maintain as much as you can, these practices, there's no substitute for. You know, you can go and get inspirational quotes, and and that's a fantastic thing. But the melody that lingers on and on and on is the melody that's generated from your own soul. It's that inner music, that inner sound, and that inner silence that really brings you a revelatory peace. And when you look at the celebrated, famous, let's say, musicians that people look up to, after all, celebrities are looked up to by our society. We all do one way or another. And that leaves us open to kind of following their example, you know, the monkey see, monkey do. Sorry to reduce it to such a primitive evolutionary biological Analogy, but it's a fact that we do imitate behavior. So it's nice to look at the behaviors and the examples of very successful and, frankly, beautiful musicians that have brought so much peace and tranquility and relief to so many people. Musicians like Paul McCartney and Alicia Keys and Kendrick Lamar and J. Cole and Moby and Alanis Morissette and RuPaul, and Herbie Hancock, and I can keep going on and on and on. And when you consider the examples that these musicians who have a deep, abiding practice of meditation, and not only do they practice, they talk about it. They teach people about it, either formally or informally. That's so reinforcing of the idea that okay, I got to sit down now and not skip this chance to meditate. Now, of course, the pandemic and the times that we live in has been a traumatic, in some ways catastrophic, wave of illness and sickness and death and ignorance and polarization. But like everything else, there are certain consequences that might be tonic. There might be lessons. And one of them is the effect that people have more awareness now of the whole concept of mental health. And especially in our music industry, there's a heightened awareness of the importance of protecting and enhancing the mental health of all of us in the music community. From the roadie to the star, we are particularly vulnerable to the four horsemen of the musical apocalypse, which are addiction, anxiety, depression, and suicidal tendencies. And it's kind of encouraging to see how the people sort of in positions of power in the music industry have a heightened awareness now of not only how important it is to monitor the mental health of people in our community, but how it's good business. Alicia Keys writes in her book how she was so exhausted by touring and on the brink of nervous breakdown that she had to stop and just say no. And one of the, the great tragedies that seems to be a theme in the music industry, like no other industry, is the self-destructive behavior of some of our most celebrated, highly esteemed, successful artists. I mean, every field has their destructive and self-destructive people, of course. You can point to this actor or that actor or that comedian that died of a drug overdose, but those are more or less isolated. You don't have the creme de la creme, the top people in your industry, from Michael Jackson and Elvis Presley and Tom Petty, and Prince and Kurt Cobain and Juice World, and Mark Miller and the list goes on and it's endless, people at the pinnacle of success who could not be satisfied with their present condition, no matter how much money, how much fame, how much celebrity, how much esteem they had, they just could not be at peace and chose instead a different fate, a premature death. And one example that really touched me in a a way that I couldn't get over this for, I'm still not over this is, is Avicii. So at the time that Avicii died was about the time I was just finishing the autobiography of Moby. And it struck me that here are two amazing electronic musicians, highly esteemed, adulated, very successful, great musicians. And they seem to be going down the same path at some point, but then they diverge into two diametrically opposite directions, directions which are kind of symbolic to the choice that we face. And on the one hand, you have Avicii. And for those of you that, that don't know, he, he was in his 20s. He had huge followings. As I said, he was extremely successful, making tons of money. And there's actually a a great documentary on Netflix, which I highly recommend, about Avicii. And you can see there how he's chomping at the bit, how as he gets more and more successful, he's feeling that there are these expectations of him that he's not sure he can live up to. Not only that, he's not sure he wants to live up to these expectations, He's a young man who's kind of maturing in the public eye. He's not certain of who he is. And he feels very uncomfortable in his skin. And he ends up slashing his wrists. So the music industry killed him with its artistic and financial and existential pressures and expectations. And on the other hand, you have Moby. Moby's also a highly celebrated, highly successful electronic musician and songwriter, who's extremely popular and doing amazingly well. And in Moby's case, his father had died pretty young uh, as an alcoholic. And Moby had thought that this was going to be his fate. After all, when he was 12 years old, he was an alcoholic. But Moby took a different path. And at some point in his 20s, he decided that he didn't want to suffer the same fate as his dad. And he took up transcendental meditation. And through transcendental meditation, he was able to find some inner peace, some equanimity in his life. But as he went along with it, he saw that there was a certain lack that he was feeling in terms of being able to apply what he was seeing in meditation to his everyday life. And so he turned to mindfulness meditation. And there he was more satisfied that he could apply his skills at Calm awareness to whatever was coming across his field of experience. Needless to say, he's successfully given up alcohol and meat for that matter, and continues to be extremely productive and to make music. Now I don't mean to imply that if you don't practice meditation, you're gonna end up slitting your wrists. Of course not, not to be taken literally. It's just that there's so many myths flying around our society. This one could be a useful parable. So one of the myths that I'd like to debunk, and debunk is uh, sort of a clumsy word, but maybe it's more gentle than explode. Is this idea that meditation is limited to one thing or another because meditation in itself is a spectrum. It's a very wide spectrum, just like music is. You have genres, you have sub-genres in music, whether it's you know, classical music, and then I could divide that into Baroque and divide that into Rococo or whatever. Or you can have hip hop and then divide that into trap as a subgenre. So in meditation, you also have a multiplicity of genres and similar outcomes in terms of the diversity of outcomes. In other words, you could just get some calmness from your meditation practice. And that's all. That's all you need, that's all you get. Or you get more clarity. And so the spectrum is, is very wide. Where it ends, it's sort of, does it have an end? Does it have a finish line? I, I don't know. I don't know if it has an end. But we know that people talk about self-realization, self-actualization. They talk about enlightenment. So we know that's a possibility on this spectrum. And when people listen to music, music can be a guide. It can be a nonverbal guided meditation. and What that means is it calms you down and it gets you focused, gets you concentrated. Of course, your mind could wander and not even focus on the music, but people that think that listening to music in and of itself as meditation, So they're focusing in on the music. So they have a couple of similar characteristics, which, by the way, is very, very valuable. If it can slow you down and calm you down and give you a measure of composure, this is a beautiful thing. And music can do that. Music can get you in the mood to meditate. But once it gets you in that mood, then you kind of have to go off on your own. Because music is a container of your consciousness. And it can set you down somewhere, but you want to free yourself from the container. You want to allow your awareness to be free. And if you're stuck to listening to the music, you're tethered to the agenda of whoever created the music has. That agenda is leading you around. You are lashed to the composer's desire to take you where that composer wants to take you. But the true freedom and true liberation is being able to, to get off that train. The train has taken you somewhere, which is wonderful. But now you're ready to detrain and explore the limitless field of your consciousness, of your experience that has no edge, that has no boundaries. With music, you have boundaries. But you don't need those anymore once you're in the mindset and the body set and the emotional set. To just listen to your own inner music, to your own inner sound and silence. And then through pure awareness, through pure being of listening, you can arrive at the source of sound and silence. And so that's a very nuanced understanding of the role that music can play, the very powerful and very positive role that music can play. So I sensed a lack in the space of meditation music, quote-unquote meditation music, or quote-unquote mindfulness music, a lack of a few things. One of them is very little music is based on the background of soul, R&B, and hip-hop. People that aren't fans of soul music or hip-hop music or R&B probably can't conceive of how can that kind of music be used to seduce somebody into being in the mood to meditate. But people that have been brought up on soul and R&B and hip-hop, for us... It's a natural state. It's our natural home. And we can follow along with pleasure and patience. And so I created this music, which I call Ambient Soul, that is very similar, of course, to much ambient music and that has ambient elements in it. But it's influenced by the sensibilities of R&B, classic soul and some hip-hop, and the idea is to use this music as nonverbal guided meditation across a constantly shifting cinematic soundscape that is based on the feelings and the harmonies and the rhythms of soul music, R&B and hip-hop. And so the idea is to keep you calm, to get you focused, follow along in the kind of music that feels like home and then to drop you into silence so that you're continuing to listen and you're listening to the soundscape in which you find yourself and you're just open to whatever happens, realizing that every sound that pops up in the field of your awareness is all happening in your consciousness and to marvel at the phenomenon and your consciousness and how they're one and the same. And so before I play this song, that's an example of the music I'm talking about, I just want to say I'm very grateful for the fact that you've listened this far. I'm grateful for the fact, if you've ever listened before, and I'm not going to ask you to give us a rating. No, no, no. I'm not going to even mention it. And far be it from me to uh, to ask you to subscribe, whatever that means. I'd never do that, no. All I'm going to do with this opportunity is wish you all a fantastic 2022. I hope that you can use the time that you have off to either start a practice or deepen your practice, to be kind to yourself, to be kind to others, and to not denigrate the value of kindness. We live in a society where there are huge chunks of people that turn their back on the fact that kindness is something that's good for them. Anyway, I want to wish you all a new year of peace, wisdom, and many providential blessings. And I certainly hope that you and I will continue to be in tune in 2022. And now we're going to go out on a song called The Pleasures of Peace from Ambient Soul. And at the end of the song, there's going to be two minutes of silence for you to keep listening to your sonic landscape. And then the music will come back to let you know that the song is over and to ease you back into the conventional reality. And on that note, we'll see you in 2022.